You're listening to the MC Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture, coming to you from the campus of Mississippi College in Clinton, Mississippi. Yes, as a matter of fact, I can tell you that it has. I can tell you how many times it's done it, too. <laughs> and so, I guess he then felt like oh my. the question has been answered. I can go. Toast, toast. Um, course while i was searching the house for my keys the alarm was also going off so <laughs> leah's been having car problems all week as far as problems go well, though problems this is this kind is of a, a strange problem yeah, i was gonna say like while maybe more not annoying normal. than a lot it's not a it's not the worst problem you could have you could I have things know, like my brake. pretty annoying i mean but the engine runs, and the fact and that, your brakes well, but could the not fact work, that they or have something, no you know? idea how to fix it. Yeah, that's problematic. That's frustrating. Is the Leah has a nice, reasonably new car it's with low nice. mileage, it is perfect. great gas I mileage, good gas <laughs> mileage. Except for this one weird thing, it does where, like, really weird, for no reason, the car alarm will just start going off. And the manufacturer no has no idea why. And we literally, and I mean, I've tried. Like I switched the key fob, like you know, I started I, when it first started happening. I thought, well, maybe there's something wrong with the, the I, little fob. I hate that word so bad. Yeah, it's a weird word. And so it's we, I, I used the spare that my parents had been keeping at their house for a week. Still did it. And we took it. At that point, it was still. I mean, I think this was still within the first time I did it. It may have still been within a year that we got it. So we took oh it back my. to the to the dealership, or maybe it was just that my dad was like, I know the guy there. They're gonna want him like address this for us even though it's out of warranty and i think your car he said it's still under warranty yeah oh well there's like warranty but then there's like a year of like honda care that we did oh, oh sure, okay. sure, sure i don't sure, sure. know the difference whatever and honda's great love honda they're right. great about love dealing honda. with cars if honda cars. would like to spend sponsor Correct. the vocal fry podcast <laughs> even just like a honda dealership or if honda would like to fix my you. car <laughs> 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 um and Honestly, I don't. I I I think they probably like didn't believe me at first, and we're just like, and and, and honestly, and it, it, even my dad was like, and and there's no way that that you could have like hit it accidentally, you know, hit the butt like the panic button. I was like, no, <laughs> unless That's it, not I'm hitting it in my unless I'm getting up in my sleep, walking over and hitting it. That would yeah. be interesting. I wonder if they replaced the key fob itself, if that would do it. But well, both key fobs that I have. It still does it. That's so strange. And even, well, and and I remember, and it was, it started, I think, when we were at that old house, yeah. and I would hang my keys on, like, that little coat rack. Yep. And so I was like, there's literally, my keys are literally hanging on a hook. Away. Like, it's not like there's anything that can be hitting it. You know what I mean? Like, right. It, <laughs> That's so bizarre. It's not like they're in my purse and something could have shifted and, like, hit a button. Well, and it'll go, like, months yeah, like Without until like last it. week it hadn't done it in months and we were just kind of like, well. That's so bizarre. You know, I, I will say FOB is almost <laughs> triggers. <laughs> gotta come back to the word. I do because it basically triggers my misophonia. I remembered the word. Thank you very much. I am impressed. Uh, or it may be misophonia. Doesn't matter. Just anyway, if you don't like the sound of, the of people chewing, that's what that I is. 
Like, for example, yeah. the episode, if you want to go way back in the day, when Michael just chewed pistachios at Sarah. He did. He did. And If I, you have misophonia, please don't listen to that episode. Don't. And I don't remember the name of the I episode. I lose it. We were talking because it was at... Your house. We were talking no, about it. No, it was here. Was it here it that he totally threw the pistachios here. at me? It was here. Maybe yes. we talked about it. We maybe talked about it later at the house. At the house. Okay. It might, maybe it did happen but here. But we, it, it happened here. Because I had memories of talking about Avengers associated with it. Yes, it was definitely last April. It was like yeah. a year ago. Um, but memories, what I was going to say right? is fob is like a trigger word for me in the same case as the word M-O-I-S-T is for many people. But usually if you spell that word for them, they have no problem okay. with it because they actually enjoy cake that is in fact M-O-I-S-T. So they actually just don't like the sounded out nature of the word when it is spoken. Do words close to the word that you don't like bother you? Like what about fuck? Fuck. Like what about fuck as in operatic fuck? Yeah, no, but that's that doesn't so bother no. me not Ooh, yeah. really. No, no. It really has something to do with the F. It's the it's like the the airflow through the fa fob that that I really <laughs> have. Exactly the same but as anyway, now fah I have no problem with. Interesting. But anyway, Interesting. I mean, we took it to the dealership, and it happened while. Luckily for me, because otherwise they were like, I mean, we don't know how to fix it if That's it doesn't amazing. do it while it's here. But it happened while they had. My and they still didn't know what to do. And the keys do. were hanging out. No, I mean, they literally have, you know, like at the dealership, they'll have like a database. Of, yeah, of I mean, course, it is of a course, Honda dealership. So they have a database of like things that well, are. Well, they have access to the internet. So, I mean. Things that are recorded wrong with Hondas. Right. All over the world. And. Just you. That's nothing. so random. Right? That's so random. I wonder. Like, and I was supposed to be, and I just thought about this. I was like, I really need to, to take my car to get the oil changed this afternoon. Oh, but yeah. I'm worried I it's we going to do, do it like, while it's less of so them. That's <laughs> bizarre. Forgot that we were going to do that. Now. Do you want to go to Target? I want to go to Target. Okay. I if Target would that. like to sponsor the Vogel Fry podcast. Target just wants to sponsor me in my life. If Target, I don't if think Target, Target wants to do that. If Target wants me to live there and like... Think about it. What a great YouTube show. So living I, at Target. It has been forever since we've been together. All yes. three of us. That's true. And actually record. Not. I mean, we have a class together, so it's not been literally forever since we've been together. But since we but podcast. we have not potted in a long time. Potted. potted? That's weird. Pod. That's weird. Pa. We need a better. We need a better verb. <laughs> we have not. We haven't recorded. recorded? That's probably better. in weeks. It's been a month actually. Uh, and so, Vocal Fry, congratulations officially to both of you on passing your recital hearings. I would like to, I want to e give each of them a little bit of time to talk about their recitals because Leah's is Monday. Um, and Sarah's is coming up in a few weeks on a very interesting night that we'll talk about later. But uh, first order of business for today is to say that Leah's recital is Monday. Mm -hmm. Comes come. If you're in it. Mississippi, come. If you're not, we went through the lecture portion last evening. It's going to be wonderful. I'm claiming it. It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> I'm excited. For uh, the lecture part. Some wonderful citing of research by Bacon and uh, <laughs> how Leibowitz. correct Leibowitz. Uh, citing research by uh, Scott Jennings, Ma Caucus McCoy. Jennings, McCoy, Edwin, uh, Lovitri's mentioned in there. Um, uh, 
Herbst Zweck is mentioned in there. Of course, our own project that we did for Leah's recital is talked about in there. Ian Howell gets a mention in there. And so it's really a nice conglomeration of some aspects of chest voice. Uh, And we're really excited about it. I have a question, though, for you. And you may not have the answer. And you may not want to go live on the pod with the answer about this. But are we going to live cast the lecture? I guess so. So long as... Okay, so... if I if I like really screw something up, can we delete it? <laughs> okay, of course we don't well, have to leave off, it up there if you don't want to leave it up. But up. if you'd like, thing, it's like I mean, we could always do it live and then not save the video. Um, but so if you're, I definitely want the lecture recorded. Like sure. I would just, I think that'll just be good so, to have in my life. Central time, seven thirty. Yes. Yeah. Uh, se- se- seven thirty Central Time Monday. Uh, this coming Monday is in like four days from now, because uh, I'm going to put this episode up today. No um, stress, Leah. No mm-hmm. worries. And uh, we Just will live days. stream Leah's lecture portion of her recital, uh, and then uh, maybe it'll be banked there on our social media. So we'll we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, if it's not, if you it know goes why. well, <laughs> it will be there. And if not, well. Indeed, I'm going to try <laughs> actually to use the Zoom for the audio for the room rather than my laptop. That'd be cool. Or no, actually no, you know what? I'm going to go live on my phone. Yeah, no, cuz we we're using use we're actually using my laptop to <laughs> oh, do the lecture from got all the, fan- the fancy uh, so well, that we can show the EGG stuff. If that can hook Vista. up to like my laptop or something if the, if you well, want to use it the could. Zoom. No, we can use my phone. Okay. We can just go live with my phone's audio. Hopefully that'll give us enough. She's using a mic. That's true. Um, so, I mean, I, I just think in a room that large to do a lecture recital, if you can use an amplification for the lecturing yeah. part. Well, just especially right before I sing. I I mean, that's say, what I mean. If that's I what I mean. singing right after it, yeah, sure, I'll just project. And that's sure, fine, but it's but, a 25-minute lecture. But I don't want to risk yeah. right. getting to the end and being like, oh, sorry, guys. I am this very is tired. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, we're really – what was the most interesting – part for you this is the first time you sort of put anything like this together what was the sort of the most either the most interesting thing you learned or uh, maybe and what was sort of the maybe biggest challenge or thing you weren't expecting that you sort of came or just something you discovered that you weren't expecting to through the process of doing Hmm. this or something you discovered while we did our stuff Because I guess they've heard us talk a little bit about the research we did. Mm-hmm. Or you did, really. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess I just... I mean, we've kind of talked about before just the the need for continued research and for repeated experiments. And um, I don't know, just that, like, I mean, the sources that you you know, that we were mentioning that I've, I've used. Um, Sorry, that was my computer. <laughs> that's, it's not like there's a ton more out there besides that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so just realizing how much more needs to be done, I guess, for us to really get a firm Redoing idea. studies. Right. Redoing studies with higher end numbers. Right. Please, everyone, all of us, me included. And maybe even just repeating protocols with different tech even. I mean, or with newer tech or with newer theories to put it to. Just like taking the same activities Mm -hmm. 
essentially that you're putting your singers through and redoing it. You know, one of the things I know that um, Dr. Howell said he made his graduate students do, and it sort of started that whole nasality thread that we had on NFPVT, was that he made his doctoral students, or maybe all of his graduate students, I don't remember which, sorry, um, redo a project. Hmm. That was their sem- one of their semester projects, was yeah. to take an existing thing that had happened, an existing study, and redo it. Um, I think that's very worth while uh because i mean you know i mean isn't that part of like when you're in elementary school and they make you learn the the (laughs) The scientific scientific method method. isn't that isn't the last step like that has to be repeatable yeah and yet it has been such a lost point within voice research i get it i mean singing voice research everybody wants to do something new and and especially if you're like teaching at a school and you or you get some kind of grant like nobody wants you to just repeat an experiment that's already been done. And yet if you're really applying to for example, if you really get involved in a line of inquiry and you get actually for example, we've talked about this with our research that if we get three or four studies deep, mm-hmm. I mean this has not been me. This has been Dr. Schweinfurth saying if we can get a large n number on one of these, once we have that data or if we have three or four pilots, he's like well, that's when we apply for an NIH grant. Hmm. And I mean, you know, but but yeah. you only apply for one of the big ones once you have, basically once you have your own data set that says, this, this is, is worthy yeah. of a half a million dollars. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now the singing voice has a very difficult time proving that it ever needs that. Yeah. I mean, because we don't recognize the singing voice in the United States as a public health crisis or we don't recognize singing as a public health interest yeah let alone a crisis which you know i get if you were like should we spend half a million dollars on researching (laughs) the health of the singing voice or cancer yeah even i as a singer i'm gonna be like oh you should you should probably find a cure for cancer (laughs) right and there are there are people who are getting grant funding to do things with voice i mean the folks who are doing like the the team at madison that is doing the the rebuilding of vocal fold tissue with collagen and with these kind of things i mean well and that's that's important because because there are people who we can improve their quality of life there are multiple applications which is kind of what i like with the research we did in the fall they're like yes is this something that could be great for the singing voice and like it's awesome that we can apply it that way yes but also, yeah. if you have just dis- like voice disorders, well, lots of careers use mm-hmm. the speaking voice as it, like it could I mean, improve yes, life and, for and, them. And that is why, like for example, I know that that NCVS National Center for Voice and Speech. I'm sorry, I don't know how often I say that in the podcast. I say it a lot in real life, but that's I true. feel like I haven't said it much it's on weird. the pod. You'd think that's something you wouldn't say a lot in real life, <laughs> but um, there are lots of things that I say a lot in real life <laughs> that normal people don't say a lot. Regular people don't say format as much as I do. That's true. I mean, just for what it's worth, or auditory roughness, oh. or half the words that I use. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Vocal fold depth, not a common phrase amongst anyway what i was going to say is ncvs for example does have like i mean eric hunter even years ago said they were sitting on i'm sure lynn maxfield could confirm this but they were sitting on just hard drives terabytes worth of data on teachers speaking voice Mm. but that is a public health concern that is a population with verified damage 
Yes. You know, yeah. you, you know, so I mean, there's plenty of, of data that supports getting funding for that. Right. Yeah. There's maybe not plenty of data that supports looking at nasalance and tenor passaggio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again, good fair. <laughs> like, I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also, who wants to really know more about tenors? I mean, hey. Tenors. Yeah. Oh! I mean, definitely do. I mean, the rest of you are fine. I also <laughs> want to applaud you in your in your lecture. And, and I will say that I, I, Leah sort of stumbled upon this research because I had sort of suggested to her in class that we need to know more about the perspectives of the use of chest from sort of a more feminist point of view. And I'm proud of you for really, and I, then I, and then I said, but you have to make sure it comes from the literature <laughs> for this. Yeah, I will say I'm very proud of you that you sort of in your intro and in your conclusion sort of get a couple of sentences in about that, mm -hmm. but you do it in such a way that it does come from the literature. Mm -hmm. And by the end, you sort of have the uh, a, a reason to maybe you know may make a statement. And that is a beautiful picture of what research sort of at this level looks like. But you also did find a source, I think it was the Lovitri, that sort of did bring in cultural mm -hmm. sort of expectations. Yeah, is that a way to say it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she mentioned um, especially, um, she was just talking about how you know, in the middle of the 20th century, you have this, all of a sudden, this increase in a very different new style of music that, um, mm -hmm. you know... Um, Insert that, Elvis reference Yeah, here. that involves chest voice. Sure. Um, and then also there was a... Tiza mentioned in one of his articles uh, that I... And I mentioned in the, in mm -hmm. the lecture. Mm -hmm. Um you know, that also the rise in chest voice could potentially be associated with this, all of a sudden, you know, the 60s, the 70s, the emancipation of women. Yeah, that, um, that was the phrase I was yeah. actually thinking of, sorry. Um, but, you know, but here's what I would say about that. I think it's beautiful the way you have very mildly woven it into this. Mm -hmm. I would also further suggest... If at some point you were to go further on down the road into some other graduate study, I tell people when they're doing a dissertation, all you need to find to do a dissertation is one senior writer, author, person who said a thing in print. And if they said that that could be a thing that's enough to create a line of inquiry. You know, for example, when you're a lot of people when they're doing doctoral work don't realize that one of the things that they should be doing is creating a research agenda for themselves for their life. And or at least for the early stages of their career. And all you really need to convince a committee to do that is one other person who said, hey, you should do this. Me in, in the literature, meaning mm -hmm. there's a published reference that you can point to in a review of literature that said, this sort of lends it to saying that we should investigate this further. And so I think from sort of a historical review perspective, yeah. 
of looking at voice pedagogy in the 20th century, there are, and then applying some cultural evidence more from probably a gender studies kind of point of view, prob- mm. probably. I'm, I'm sort of, that's not my area of expertise, so I'm sort of guessing, but I'm guessing that that's where you would find the literature. Mm-hmm. There is probably some interdisciplinarity there possible. Yeah. And as Dr. Thompson even said when he was on the podcast, it's at this point, it's not publisher parish. It's, what, what was the phrase he used? Not publisher parish, but collaborate or perish i believe was the phrase he used when he was talking about our collaboration at the medical center i think that was the phrase i I think that was the word choice he used i mean the old sort of adages in in academia is publish or perish i think i think collaborate or perish is probably a more accurate representation yeah i think that would be really so there, I, I, and I guess I'm just claiming on the podcast that that is Leah Oswalt's idea. It is her intellectual <laughs> property. Yeah. If you are interested in looking at that, you should at least cite the reference of this episode of Vocal Fry and cite her as a reference uh, in discussing this information. Yeah, I mean, of course, this Sorry. one needed to I be Sorry, I like more to put intellectual property claimers, <laughs> as Sarah's Everywhere. husband is, literally wants to be an intellectual property lawyer someday, maybe. Um, maybe. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. He just yeah. wants to... He's an attorney now, so, I mean... Yeah. He, it, yeah. It's just, what branch does he want to end up in forever? Yeah. some yeah. point. Hey, uh, Leah, what's the title of your, your Oh, title? yes. Leah, what is the title <laughs> of the program? I, what, what was it again? Um, Did you get it from Sarah, maybe? No. No, no. 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 I actually they didn't take mine. Myself. Cool as oh. mine was. Mine um, was chest is best. Right. And then I said, chest is best, head is dead, mix will fix? Yes. He just wanted to which take is, it to that next step. Which is, is uh, also... Both know. were options. They yeah, were in the pool. But, but um, one? Uh, the chest of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Subtitle, <laughs> slightly more informative. Uh, the role of chest voice in classical and belt styles. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I love it. I needed that to be put yeah. out there for yes. everyone. <laughs> I love it because as has come up a couple of times this season on Vocal Fry, that happens to be the title of the season three finale of Star Trek The Next Generation. The best of both worlds. Okay, no. that was defi- like the this is definitely a Hannah Montana reference, if anything. Oh, sure. No. Uh, of course. How does that reference Hannah Montana? You get sure. the best of both worlds. That's literally like the theme the song oh, yeah, of the show. Was. No? You okay. have lost wow. this dude Just over so you here. Know, is Billy I Ray Cyrus on that show? Yes. Of course. Oh my gosh. If you have that a PowerPoint, was before... that should be the music that plays when oh you start it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you know that she's married to the Hemsworth brother? Yes. yes. Everyone but not that. Chris. No, Liam. You know they the were Hunger like Games engaged, one. but Wait, then yeah. they He's broke... in the Hunger Games? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. pop culture confession. I was at a very anti- pop culture stance when hunger games came out mm. and i believe that when it came out i remember asking one of my then college undergraduates i said does this movie have anything to do with teen angst vampires or zombies because all were very popular at the time Teen angst. Yeah. and she said well yeah there's a lot of teen angst and i said i'm out but like <laughs> for valid reasons they they yeah, are i'd living, be a little angsty yeah yeah all that being said, was Hannah Montana full of teen angst? Uh, at times, Hannah Montana was a little—it's more preteen. I was kind of on the cusp of. It's kind of preteen. Too old for that. This when is it came out. I had a younger sister, yeah, uh, so I definitely saw it. 
Yeah. This is definitely the first Hannah Montana reference but fun on the podcast, fact. <laughs> just for what it's worth. Miley Cyrus, Liam Hemsworth. They do the last song. They date. They get engaged. The last bre- song? Yeah, it's a Nicholas it's a, Sparks book and yeah. movie. Ah. I went through a, a hardcore Nicholas Sparks phase. Of course That's, you did. I mean... <laughs> yes, I read a lot of No Nicholas one is surprised Sparks. that you watched The Notebook. Okay, moving on. Yeah, but they, they break up right about the time that she goes bonkers. Like Miley cyrus Yes. But, you know, they got back together a few months ago, and I honestly didn't think it was going to last, but here they are. And they lost their um, house in the California wildfires, yeah. I think. I remember reading oh, that. I didn't know that. I yeah. just I, want... But then I think they spent a lot of time, actually. I heard a lot of... I would house them if they needed. <laughs> I was proud to reference that I knew that they were married. I am impressed, because I, I didn't actually realize they'd gotten married. I knew they were didn't engaged. Didn't they get again. married? You know what? I'm pretty... I think they did. They I probably did. It was like... I think it was just like kind a of a... Like a surprise. Like off the whim, yeah. they all of a sudden were just married. Like an, like an Andy and April Love. show up for a dinner party... Yeah, and it's actually yeah. a wedding. It's, yeah, it's just, right. yeah, we had them bring stuff. Uh, someone bring a tea. Vocal fam, <laughs> we have a. Qu- I would like to ask a question. Vocal fam, if any of you actually really love us and have been with us oh, for a long dear. time, and you're on our social media, we've had an internal discussion going on <laughs> for like 24 hours now. For about 24 hours, as to if if those of us in our lives and pretty much all of these people have been on the podcast between Michael and Leah and Sarah and myself and Leah's or uh, and yeah. Leah and Sarah's husband Jamie and my wife and uh, who else has been on here? Uh, Phoebe, I mean, Ashlyn. Yeah, those are. Who knows? Anyway, if we were all characters on Parks and Rec, who would be who? So anyway, <laughs> if you would like to post your guests, because we already feel like we know on the vocal fry we social are allowed, media, we are allowed to be combinations. Yes, we also have cla- well, here's one for example. We'll start here that we believe that Sarah and I actually go back and forth in one of our roles as Chris Traeger. Yeah, just a little. Literally. I see you more Literally. as Chris Traeger more than Sarah. Literally. I think Chris Traeger and Leslie Nope are kind of similar. Yeah. Oh, I just gave away. I'm pretty sure I'm... I'm le- We're I'm all sure pretty sure that Sarah's Leslie Nope. There you go. But, okay, moving but on. But they do share a lot, and so it's very easy for, I yeah. think, as a Leslie-type person to come across but as you've also got a Chris-type uh, person. And I say more literally. more into like, the fitness and yeah you run a lot i don't run oh yeah. i i do that's, i don't that's, yeah. i didn't used to be yeah and well you're just coming into your chris more yeah <laughs> do with that what you will i'm not going to start ta- well i do take fish oil did you have a like a choking yeah. hazard multivitamin <laughs> <laughs> no just fish oil is your body a finely tuned machine in a grain of sand can <laughs> send you into a downward spiral when you get the flu just stop Poopy. I have. <laughs> I have been known to downward spiral. Uh-huh. What does he ha- say? Like I have 0.8 percent body fat. Like <laughs> no, I have way more than that. Still, <laughs> that's probably uh, healthy. He's married to Ann Perkins. Oh, did they get married? Or well, he's with Ann Perkins. Oh yeah, that also makes sense. Glorious Land Mermaid, who we yeah. all know who that is. We all know. We don't need Beautiful to say Beautiful and it. talented muskox, Mandy Spivak. Uh, indeed. Yep. <laughs> anyway. It's not even a question. So anyway. If, if, you're, if, you're, if you're interested Naive, to postulate. newborn baby. Uh, <laughs> postulate. Which, which vocal fry character might. Because we were also basically postulating that our lives, in fact, might just be a giant sitcom. Yeah. Um, that none of this may, in fact, be real. <sighs> On a regular basis, I, I actually wonder, like, am I like the Truman Show? Like, am I secretly being filmed? Yeah. This can't be real. Because things will just happen, and I'm like, that doesn't seem right. Like, that has to have been planned, that, there's right? There's no way. There's <laughs> no way that just happened. On the word of sitcoms, I really think that there 
Have I brought this up on the podcast? I don't think. I don't even said it. There needs to be made a very gritty, like HBO, Netflix, like NSFW version oh. of, of music school. Huh. Of I like don't know college if you've said it on here, but you've have I said it on the podcast? I, you, like we've talked about this. I don't think it was on the podcast. It should be said at like a state school, like you know, random state university or something like that. But like a good one too. Like yeah, a competitive fine. Yeah, it's like a good music school. Like yeah, make it a com- good, make it a good competitive music school. But it would be. Let me tell you, if you're an executive Hollywood producer out there, you are and you're missing looking, out. And you're looking. Well, I thought actually we could even write the spec script for it. We can make so much money. Don't take our ideas. We take it back. Okay, we claim this idea that we might actually I'm work. I'm my flag. We actually might work on a spec script for a really gritty After Netflix we or our HBO. About yes, we also <laughs> well, par- but then John said he was actually working on that. What? John Nix actually said he, he had actually it? been wor- no that before we even oh, said it that okay. he had actually been working on a short story or something like featuring like Barbara Dosher and Ingo Tita and Burton Coffin as actual characters in the story. We had said the idea that we were going to write fanfic like voice ped yep. fanfic. Don't Google that. Uh, what? Don't Google voice ped fanfic. fanfic. Yes. Don't Google. First off, none's been written yet. And what you find that says it's that is not. Oh, that can't be good. It was not it good. Not. Okay. It All was right. not I would like to say that I have good. not Googled that term. I just wanted to know, like, does this already exist? Because this, you know, this is yeah, a lot sure, of stuff no, on the internet. Yeah, sure. It's 2019. There's a lot of stuff on the internet. That is not on the internet. But and I'm if sure if you Google is, anything with fanfic, a there's a lot. Uh, so yeah. here, basically, here's our premise. <laughs> our premise is that like Vocal Fry has its own time machine, and like we go back and visit Helmholtz, for example. Okay. So you and guys we just take want to be Doctor Who. Yes, and we take. I was about to say. And we take Voce Vista with us. <laughs> <laughs> and we really show. Doesn't freak work. Out. And we sh- <laughs> Or we actually no visit like Fourier himself. Yeah, and I like and about and like I think he, that's where it started. I think it started with visiting Fourier yes. actually. Uh, Man, and then it was recommended, um, I think by Dr. Howe that we make sure we take extra vaccines for ourselves. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, like we're talking and maybe about some this antibiotics. in a very sci-fi world and he's like, "Um, don't forget antibiotics and antibiotics cuz diseases." I was, just thinking about, I was just thinking about toilet wipes. Does the TARDIS I mean, just like protect the Doctor and companions when they go back? It is an interesting question because we've never seen antibiotics I on mean, Doctor I Who. I mean, I figure if the TARDIS can translate like alien races that speak in dog barks, it can probably protect you from smallpox. So also, if you'd like to comment on our social media, not only about <laughs> who we would all be as Parks and Rec characters, <laughs> but if you have an idea for a voice pedagogy historic figure, we were already planning a trip to the West Coast to sort of visit Burton yeah. Coffin and visit visit uh, Venard. That was already... It was there. It was like We the were works. planning on some cool like 1950s Los Angeles like time. And we get that that might just be cool to us. Yeah. We get that. We, we, but we thought that Los Angeles in the 1950s, it seems like a good time to write fan in general and maybe like venard could be in on like this mysterious like investigation mysterious what would be our mode of transportation the zoom like a port key <laughs> oh my Through gosh time? so the zoom is actually yes i went there <laughs> also the tarda zoom no the 
that's too far. <laughs> the TARDIS? The zoom already the zoom. implies zoom, fast zoom. travel. I just meant time and relative dimension in zoom. I'm going to make up an acronym for zoom. I just don't know enough Z words yet. <laughs> don't worry, it's coming. Zealous. Oh. No, it's got to be related. Occupational. Oxymoronic. Mobility. I would do something with like operating machine. It's okay. I'm gonna come up. With operating it. machine. Also, when you're telling us who we are as, um, I forgot the name. Parks and Rec characters. That was the name I'd of the show. I'd be curious to know who are you, like who do you see yourself as? Because that's always interesting. Mm-hmm. Gives me some real insight into you as a person. Yes, absolutely. Like if you walk up to me so and you're you like, join I'm us John Ralphio, and Rec- I'm gonna be like, if you join, you a- ooh, or better yet, ans- answer, answer <laughs> then and reply with a meme or a, a GIF of, of your character of who you would be. Jif, Jif, Jamie thinks it's GIF, but he's really dumb. The, no, I okay. The, so I was I used to be team, you know, GIF, even though it sounds stupid because I was it like, it makes sense, stupid. graphic, yeah. Duh. But I'm pretty sure, like, the actual creator... Uh, yeah, he says GIF. It's GIF. Like, it's GIF. Like yes. the peanut butter. The creator of yes. the of the, GIF the format stupid. does call them GIFs. So, GIF, GIF. good enough for me. I was just trying to spell it because, again, I didn't want to offend any of our okay. listeners. It was more, you I know, don't care. I'm just right. Just trying not to <laughs> offend any of our listeners. Just, you know. Nah. We had people take that very personally. Well... Yes, Jamie does. I think it's well, really upset. Jamie is dumb. dumb. Well, and there it is. As we, it is. We, we've continued to... We, <laughs> yeah. Poor Jamie. Jamie yeah. might be the Jerry. <laughs> not all the time. Not all the time. He's not... Well, he's not bumbling and idiotic enough, really, yeah. in all honesty, to be a Jerry. But we do make fun of him at different times. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Sarah, Sarah, <laughs> congratulations to you on placing at Nats last weekend, oh, singing yeah. well on the master class. What was Alex? So we had an Alexander specialist in last week at here at Mississippi Nats for Nats so for the master class. It was what, really cool. What was working with? Is that your first experience with Alexander technique? No. I mean, no, right. You had done it at Songfest. When I was at Songfest, there was an Alexander Technique person. So tell us about tell us about that experience. Well, this was very different because while I had done Alexander Technique before, it was in a group setting, and so there's really just not as much one-on-one hands-on technique. It was more instructions, which I believe are called Alexander hands. I believe that is the technical term in the discipline. But moving on, don't even know what to do with that. Say with that, right? Yeah. but it was just so odd because it's not like she did anything major. It's not she like she like grabbed my foot and moved it a foot away or anything like that. Like literally the most effective thing she did for me was she just walked up and just kind of like moved my head a little. Just a little. Just kind of rotated it a bit so that it... It's funny because to me it felt like she had tucked my chin in. Like really tucked under. Like it was down or something. It did not look that but way. Later, I looked in a mirror and I asked people and it was just flat to the ground. So I guess I'm always kind of gesturing up. You are makes right sense now. Because you're yeah. short. <laughs> That's a, no, no joke. No, I, mean, I literally said that to someone yes. later. Is that and like, yet, when she did it, she looked about three inches taller. Well, and it's funny. I asked Jamie. Who's, I was like, does it change anything else? He goes, well, it doesn't completely correct your posture, but it does like make it a lot better mm-hmm. and it's funny that just yeah. literally just moving my head it does like my whole body kind of shifts mm-hmm. just you from that movement quite a bit older and quite a bit stronger well and it's i mean it's 
I think a personality thing as much as I'm short, so I do have to look up to people. Yeah. That Sarah's is just not a, thing. a tall person. I am not a tall person. But also it is kind of a defense mechanism that like it's funny, you would think, Oh, well if I look stronger, like that's a defensive thing. Like, no. It's sort of a if I seem younger and smaller and more vulnerable, you're not gonna hit a child. You're not gonna hit somebody who's already made themselves vulnerable in a sense. And in that way, it's kind of a protect it's sort of a self-defense mechanism. And so she kind of took that away from me. But at the same time, like, it was good. You sang well. It was nice. It was It was funny. My The pitch of my speaking voice changed. Although, it did. how much of that was the change in my posture and how much of that was just the longer I was up there, the more comfortable I got. And I naturally also, have a, a lower... Causation is not always correlation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... Correlation is not causation. I mean... Yeah, it was just very odd. And it's there were some things she did that, while obviously effective for other people, because they said, like, oh, this was the thing I mostly got for it. They're like, I, I didn't feel any difference. She did the thing where she, like, kind of was touching my shoulders or something, trying to make them feel wider. I wasn't, I couldn't hear her. So. I, I didn't, she told me, like, that they were getting wider, and then she put her hands on my chest and back with some of this energy. I didn't feel anything with that. I didn't do anything yeah, for me. Yeah, she moved away fairly quickly, too. Well, I didn't do... And then, like, she also tried to get me to breathe by putting her hands on my ribs. That didn't do anything for me. All that made me feel was like, what? I mean, I, it was okay. It wasn't like I was like, why are you touching me? But it was just kind of like, yeah, it just why are your hands on my ribs? Yeah. How am I going to breathe? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't... Anyway. I, I will just say on the... on. Uh, that I've probably said it before, Magic. but I, I'm a I'm a proponent of Alexander Technique. I I, I definitely v- definitely believe it has benefits I for really singers like and for artists. Everything in general. I've done with it. Um, yeah, I've I'd love to try it. I've heard it makes some very big differences in people's singing. But I also uh, feel like I could very likely like have one of those weird like, like psychological emotional. responses. I was so glad. I. Sorry, go ahead, Sarah. Finish I was gonna say that. I was so glad she didn't walk up and try to move my shoulders, like actually move them, because I did have a mild fear that that's because I know my posture is not great. But I I've had between like family members who have very aggressively tried to like change my posture, like literally they'll walk up to me and the first thing they'll do is I think they're going for a hug and they'll grab my shoulders and like move them back and down. Mm-hmm. And like, because of that, like I think I would have gotten maybe not upset, but very defensive and on edge. And like, so I was very worried she was going to somehow directly do that, but she didn't. I will say one of the Alexander teachers that I've worked with, um, and he is a certified, he's done his 30,000 hours of training and all that kind of stuff. I mean, just in case you're wondering there, if someone just says they're an Alexander specialist, that does not mean that they are a certified Alexander teacher. Mm. I obviously was not going to question our guest artist because I don't know her background. I don't know yeah. where she trained. I, I don't know anything about her, really. Um, I mean, she seemed to do good work. But I will say that I that in Alexander training programs, you're not supposed to touch people until you've got 20 of your 30,000 hours completed. Um, <laughs> I think it's 30,000 hours of That's training. That's so many. But um, it's crazy. I mean, it's well, very effective. Yeah. What I what I will say is when he used to, when Tommy used to adjust me or like when we were doing a session, adjust is not the right word. It sounds like chiropractic. Um, but when when he we were doing a session, he would often he would often in our early sessions start start with me sitting seated, 
and he would adjust like half of my body. He would only work with like half of my body. Yeah. And then he would put a mirror in front of me and I would look like two different humans. That's so weird. It was very, cool. And, and my shoulders are a problem area and, and I think it's tied to some deep subconscious psychology yeah. of me. I'm going to be a man, you know, kind of weird, deep, you know, caveman mm-hmm. instinct. Um, uh, but he would always just be like, it's okay. Your shoulders don't have to be aggressive. <laughs> it, it's fine. He would also come up to me like, sometimes we would do joint teaching sessions and, um, and he would be working with the singer. I'd be working with the singer. And sometimes he would just come around and, and work with, with, on me a little bit in the same time. And, uh, he would always say to me, it's okay. You have all four legs of the piano bench and your feet all four legs of the bench and your feet are yours you can use all of them interesting because i do have a tendency not to sit that way like even right now i'm not really sitting so that the four legs of my chair and my legs are really supporting my body i'm 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 you're like trying to hold yourself up i am in ways that i really don't need to be but i'm just you know now i'm thinking about it yeah Uh, it's so i think it's so interesting how do you become an elegant I want to do that. There are some, like one of the big schools that I know has a lot of arts contact is University of North Carolina, Greensboro. Hmm. Um, That's one place. Ohio State did. Um, They had a bunch. I know some of those positions like were not renewed. They're going through some budget Mm. things, I think. And I know some, I know at least one of those positions was not renewed. Um, But uh, I, I, I know that UNCG was a big center because I want to even say that that's where maybe Margie Barstow had been on the faculty herself. Um, she, Marjorie Barstow was like the grandmother of American Alexander technique. Like she was a student. She was one of the 12. She was actually one of the 12 disciples of Alexander. Oh. Now it sounds like a religion. Yeah, it does. <laughs> a little um, bit. A little but, bit. Like, but like she was one of the first Americans who had traveled to Australia studied alexander technique in australia i believe yeah with alexander himself um and as i've heard it said she's like the grandmother of american alexander yeah i could see you doing like that. any kind of thing like that like i said and just just for our listeners all do be careful because there are people out there who like bill themselves as alexander specialists but they don't and they've had like two alexander lessons Mm. it's just like voice teachers yeah i mean now there actually is an alexander certification there is no voice teacher certification sorry folks uh i know that pava's working on their own vocologist certification right now but nifty i will say that there is no voice teacher certification so you know you guys could just go on to create your own website and start charging $300 an hour online. I'm I mean, really that good, guys. Uh, so, I mean, get on it. Don't tempt me. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to have to buy health insurance for the first time. Yeah. Oh, health insurance. <laughs> um, anyway, um, so Sarah, tell them when your recital is. Ah. Uh. Uh, funny you mentioned. I think I've mentioned this before because I am an idiot. It is April 25th. And in case you're thinking, wow. Sarah, what else are we doing on April 25th? I'm going to see Endgame. <laughs> that night, like, guys, I'm going to do this recital and it's going to be good, I think. It's going to be I great. Um, I'm going to finish it. I'm going to say hi to people. And then I'm going to see Endgame. I'm going to get out of that gown, put on my Avengers clothes, 
and go see Endgame. We have. I'm gonna be up till we like. We have eight tickets to one, opening night. Two in the morning. That because at because so over the weekend last weekend we had heard rumors Woo-hoo. that Endgame tickets were going to go live Tuesday morning when they were gonna show that new footage on Good Morning America, which we have not discussed yet. So, uh, so. At 7 a.m. Central Standard Time, I had actually checked at 6.55, still nothing on the Cinemark app. And at 7.01, I logged on to my Cinemark app, and I bought eight tickets to a 10.30 show on opening night. Very wisely, because by 8 o'clock, there were like 45-minute waits just yep. to log on to Fandango. This movie on its opening day of pre-sale crashed Fandango's server, folks. Which is spectacular. It crashed. First of all, do you see Captain Marvel pass the billion dollar mark this week? Yeah, I did not Worldwide see Worldwide box office. So Yay. Captain Marvel is now one of the 20 highest grossing movies of all time. Good, it should be. So it passed the billion dollar mark just this week. But this movie, I really think in pre-sale has a chance to potentially be the highest selling domestic box office or worldwide box office, it already is the biggest pre-sale in history. Yeah, it passed, understandably. It passed Force Awakens in six hours. I mean, it's I think years? it might make $300 million in pre-sale. And they've done so good with the We're trailers. talking about potentially an $850 million opening weekend it's gonna be spectacular i am i am so excited. okay huge retraction who else going um and me the three of us in this room Uh jamie jamie Uh michael Michael, who will be here in town for sarah's recital and to see endgame with us ashlyn ashlyn okay good um uh my friend russ who's part of my small group at church and then dr williams Yep. Oh, cool. Um, and Woo-hoo. so that will be the eight of us. Uh, and so we will have. The, it were. It's oh, it's a great theater because it's the reserved recliner. So we yes. we know exactly what our seats comfy, are. Which is good because um, I don't know if I've told. Did I tell you it's a three hour movie? Oh, I remember seeing that on the internet. And was like. Mm. My plan mm. is to stop drinking liquids at three p.m. See, I'm going. That is my. I'm going to have. Is my plan to get some coffee between the recital. Well, and Endgame. And like I. There's I'm, some app. That's supposed to like tell you, although uh, for an opening night that probably isn't ready yet. There's, I feel like I've read about some app that's supposed to like tell you when you should take a bathroom break during oh, movies. Oh, they, they will not there be up no for way. this. <laughs> I also have tickets to see it a second time Saturday morning with my family. So, uh, we're, uh, we're excited. I I'm, mean, we're gonna do a whole Avengers preview again. Can we not podcast at nine a.m. the next morning. Oh no! Oh, no 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 no! no. I'm, we're gonna do Friday night. Oh, okay. We're going to like we're going to wait till the whole next evening. Yeah. Uh good. and then we'll, you know, see we'll see if Ashton can come back and we'll do the five of us. I mean, Woo-hoo! uh and if Jamie wants to even sit in, we'll I'm just sure we'll Jamie just would. we'll just make as many I think, mics. Didn't as we have do- What did Dr. Williams go see with us that we had him podcast with? Infinity us? War. Infinity Wars? He, we can even we invite him. We should have him, him come too. Yeah. He, he did Infinity Wars. It's just, you know, the two yeah. halves. Yeah. Well, let's have us all. Okay. Woo! We have a couple of things about that. We're going to do a full episode later you know of, as a to. full preview, but we have a couple of retractions based on footage, based on things, or a couple yeah, just. Dr. Uh, okay. Perna has a retraction. Perna really thought that that reverse angle of Thor calling his weapon to himself was Milnir because one of the big theories that is floating around the internet is that Milnir will get reforged in this movie. 
but it is obviously Stormbreaker. So sorry. But your thing could happen. It still could it happen. Still happen. It is still possible that Captain America will wield Mjolnir. Which it would is be super cool. Entirely possible. Super cool. Um, obviously, the big, you know, things that happened in this movie, in this preview this week, were that we saw a scene with Cap and Tony shaking hands, yeah. and we saw a scene with Tony and Pepper hugging. Which. So here's Who the two so here's the two biggest theories. The two biggest theories regarding those two moments is that Tony and Pepper hugging is not their reunion, but it's actually Tony saying, I gotta go back out. Ooh, so yeah. that's the big yeah. Pepper Tony theory. I could see that. The big cap Tony theory is that that is not their reunion. That that is actually Tony shaking hands with Cap at the battle for New York in the time vortex. I don't know. So that that version of cap is in fact being CG would to make him look older, that he will actually be CG would to look younger. And that that scene is actually in the events of the bat or just after the events of the battle for New York. So mm. then there was also footage released yesterday at CinemaCon. Oh, I didn't see that. And I don't want to say what it what it was. If you want to go read about it, Nerdist News did a recap of it last night because Is it spoilery? it's very spoilery oh. because they basically showed the opening of the movie. What? And so I don't want to say anything about it because it basically confirms some things and I don't want to say did anything you see about it? it. I've wa- I've I did not look up the footage. Um, I don't necessarily need to see the footage because I've read so much about this movie that I have a good, th- strong feeling that what they watched is accurate. And But I will say this. Mm. I think a lot of the previews have probably been the Bruso brothers trolling us. I what? think that a lot of the previews have just been the Russos trolling us and they aren't what we think they are. Well, I totally expect that from them. I, I mean, honestly, I've been baffled that we've gotten as much as we have and that it appears to say as much as it has. And I'm, I'm not sure that we're right. Well, good. I like that. I will say, I like, like, for, like, for example, surprised. the image of Thanos, like, beaming somewhere, that appears to be the method he was traveling from the ship, um, like, pre-having all the Infinity Stones. Okay. So, like, if he, does that mean the Tesseract, does that mean the Space Stone is damaged? that mean they're all damaged um you know there's other things like selvig is in the one image as a one of the missing in the trailer Mm -hmm. in this most recent trailer like on the board that banner's looking at yeah the smart board that he's looking at and yet selvig is a big part of the prequel novel like selvig's been looking for the tesseract okay that's why i was confused about shuri because as one of the dead because she was also yeah, in one of those prequel novels and so off. i'm i'm con- I, I i really think that while they're not trying to be as secretive as they were about infinity war, about the end of infinity war i mean not that maybe they're not being secretive about the end of this movie yeah cuz who knows where this is I going i do think that there's been a lot of trolling and misdirection going on with the for example who in the world knows if that scene in the hangar even ever exists? Oh, where they're marching. What if that scene with the Pym suits is fake? Or like a dream. Or, yeah. I mean, what if it's literally not real? I mean, like the scene there when they're in Wakanda and they're all running together. That scene doesn't exist in Infinity or War. Or what if... Oh. So, I don't know. So, I mean, I just... I'm just ready for this movie. We'll, so we'll, do, we'll do a full preview episode later in April movie. in a couple of weeks. Um, so ready. 
and and that's it. But we're running out of time. Sarah, breakfast. So guys, interesting thing y'all may not have known. Slimfast makes breakfast cookies. They are literally breakfast cookies. But yeah, how great is that? They're cookies for breakfast. With they have lots of protein. I promise. The Bellevue people the whole point still have you confused. Is that is that they are literally a meal replacement. And I, I don't think they're breakfast cookies, but they're meal replacement So they have cookies. high protein. Really high protein. And so, like, it doesn't taste like a normal cookie. Like, don't get me wrong. It don't tastes like a protein bar. It, it tastes kind of like a protein bar, but also it's a cookie. You know, maybe that's a trick. Maybe I just need people to tell me things are cookies so mm. I'll eat healthy. So let's m- let's make Sarah a frittata, put some chocolate chips on it, and call it a cookie. First off, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> I am really good because I'd gotten to this point where, like, I couldn't, I can't eat more eggs. It was, it was too many eggs. And so these have been lovely. I've actually, I'm actually sort of getting back into eggs. I had been on a long time See, kick thing, of not like, eating eggs for a while. You, you yeah. have to take a break because eggs are just intense. I've started. Yeah, I I've, ate too many eggs a few years ago. It happens. They're cheap. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they're easy. They're healthy. Yes. And now like. Mm-mm, I'm actually sort it. of getting back into it because I've started eating two meals again most days. Amazing. Just Very reintroducing happy. eating two meals on a daily basis. Most and of us eat three. Uh, well, I'm 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 comfortable where I'm at at the moment, so I'll probably start another cut once the summer starts. Um, but like, I'm I'm sort of comfortable where I'm at, and and so I've been eating two meals, and and eggs are like a good just like basic protein meal. They are, and I that's mean, why I did the frittatas at first. But um, I like eggs with just like I'll cook myself like four eggs and like slice up like two or three fresh jalapenos, and I'll just eat that. I'll eat Blech. salsa. Spicy salsa with eggs. My eggs. Oh, love salsa on eggs. Blech. Tomatoes. Blech. Anyway. I would probably uh, do that with anything you said you added to your eggs. <laughs> any takeaways for today, ladies? This is going to be a month, guys. A month. What if a anyone month. would like to hire me. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone is, would like to give Leah a job. Yes. Or help insurance. Or take a job. Or give her clear career direction. Oh, yeah. Actually, that... Yeah. That would be okay as well? Yes. Okay. I'm going to buy you some fortune cookies. Great. Those are always real wise. Will we be back to record next week? We will, right? Surely. Why would we not? I no, I we're we're Oh, it's the day before comps, so I mean Uh, we're gonna be. Oh, it's the day of comps. No, no. Our comps are on a Saturday morning. Ah, okay. So it'll be the day before comps. So um, maybe I can just ask you some questions, help you prepare. Okay. Oh, this should be a fun vocal fry episode next week. What if we don't know the question? I wish you could see my face. All right the now. good vocal reasons to. People. Oh, this will be a wonder. Vocal fry study sesh. Okay. I mean, I wrote the dumb exam. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's, that's true. true. I'll okay. take it back. We yeah, can yeah, do yeah. it. This will be a fun episode. So, tune in next Ooh. week. Vocal fry study sesh. Also, if anybody didn't know this, Dr. Perna and I matched today. Yeah, we posted on the social that's media. That's my takeaway. <laughs> okay, very good. Takeaway? She already said it. Oh, Give me a somebody job. hire her. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh god. Oh my gosh. My takeaway is I'm I'm flying and returning to my old oh my stomping gosh, grounds uh tomorrow. Um I actually am going back uh to my previous job to uh Temporarily. F- just to well, I'm not going to work there. I'm actually well, I am going to work. I'm I'm going to uh chair my final doctoral defense um yep. for that university. Very proud of my students. Student David O'Donnell, who will be Dr. O'Donnell as of, well, nine o'clock Saturday night. 
um, when he recitals. Uh, and uh, I'm very proud of him, and it's been a, a nice journey. Uh, I've been supervising his dissertation research on the uh, 19th century French motets found in La Maîtrise, uh, which was a helping revive liturgical French music in France uh, in a post uh, Napoleon uh, post revolution France. Wow. So um, some interesting some interesting pieces um, and uh, his district and it's sort of a pedagogic guide in the end. Um, we sort of have an annotation for each song talking about pedagogic usefulness and this kind of thing. So uh, if you're looking for some good liturgical Catholic texts, it's a it will be a nice piece. And I believe he's going to try to work with Glendower on possibly turning some of them into a new published edition because they're kind of hard to find mm -hmm. um, and turning them into like a classical vocal reprints kind of edition awesome. of the songs. Maybe not all the songs. I think there were 22 in the dissertation. Maybe like eight of them or something like that. That'd be cool. Uh, so that's tomorrow. Good luck to him uh, and safe travels to me, I hope, um, as as I travel. And then uh, we come back and Leah recitals. Yeah. Okay, peace out, vocal fam. Bye.